I'm ready to roll. Okay, so once Troy is situated, we can. There's yeah. that beautiful man. <laughs> it looks what like an he's, impressive performance. Looks like he just survived a day. <laughs> yeah, you survive Cleveland. You don't vacation there. It's all right. Hot dog. Oh, boys, I tell you what. Troy, looking good. Looking good. If you uh if you need to barf, just know no one has sharfed yet, shirt barfed, so you could be the first. That's true. Hey man, if I can make words, I'm not gonna barf. I'll try to do most of the words so that you don't have to, you know, say too much, but it's up to you. So, all right, I'm ready, Ron. You want to hit it? Um, Yeah, let's do it. Freaks and geeks, drinkers, thinkers, ramblers and gamblers, stoners and pet owners, gather around. This is the Outsider Social Club, where us misfits, miscreants, outcasts get together and ramble, palaver, prattle, and get royally intoxicated while we do so. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, uh, let's proceed. One for the party, baby, pop on the road, drum in, knock back a drink, there's nobody home. Welcome back to the Outsider Social Club. I'm your master of ceremonies, drinks with Ron, and the tapper is back up and running. So usual rules apply. You drink if you hear a dog or a cat or a bong. And speaking of uh, uh, of the rules, we also got an over-under. Troy, on location, the godfather of drinks. What what do you got on store for us today? Holy smokes, Rono. We got uh, got some things out here. We're in the, uh, the land also called Cleveland. Mm. Lovely, lovely stuff. That's good. It's a very small, small city that has outsized impact on basketball and also baseball. Um, but however, we shall be a kind and gracious nation state. And uh, tonight's over-under is uh, only two and a half drinks to the oh. over because we want people to be Kind to us, and we'll be with them. And that also answers this week's question of uh, Where in the world is Troy getting hammered? Holy smokes! Yes, I am. I believe that uh, I believe that two and a half is because the other forty-eight and a half were covered earlier in the day. So mm-hmm. I remember hearing a lot about some Maker's Mark. Well done, Troy. Well done. Yeah, I am. I, that's that's an impressive performance right there. I mean, shit. As of 15 minutes ago, I was planning on doing this without you. So, wow. <laughs> We're glad to have you. Uh, and let me just say, Ron, before uh, one week ago, while we were celebrating a excellent interview with Mr. Yeti Blanc, Yeti Blanc and Andrew Streeter, Troy had this tremendous idea. He said, hey, I want to bet on sports. But anyone who knows Troy knows that he doesn't know how to bet on sports, really. Uh, He really doesn't know anything about sports, let alone betting on them. And so he said, I'm going to send you money. What should we do? So we uh, brainstormed a little bit. And we decided, since we are number one Sia Najad stands, that we would just take his picks for one week. And we and Troy decided, I want 10 bucks on every pick Sia makes for a week. 
and let's see how we turn out. So that is what we did, and we are here to go over the results. Old strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it pays off for him. Yes, indeed. And may I say, it was it was great fun for me. You know, not only am I sweating my own bets, I'm also <laughs> sweating Troy's bets, who uh, may or may not be hunched over throwing up right now off camera. Hard hard to say. Hard to and tell. For, for Joe Vegas, sweating out some bets is is what it's all about. So, it is a good time. Is, it is it's it is very fun. So, <laughs> Troy, if you are ready to go over your results, we can get right to it. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. I saw some of this in the Discord, and uh, I was following along loosely, so I want this to be kind of uh, new to me. Let's uh, let's do it. All right, bet number one of last week. Let's flash back to last Thursday when the Philadelphia Eagles took on the Minnesota Vikings, my Minnesota Vikings. We know how that turned out. <laughs> Sia's first bet of the week was A.J. Brown over 73.5 receiving yards. Now, for those of you that didn't watch, which I believe is YouTube because you guys were busy interviewing uh, and such, A.J. Brown did not hit this number. However, he did have chances, a couple called back, a couple penalties. So we started out down $10 uh, for A.J. Brown. However, we earned it back. We earned it back and then some quickly because on the Early Edge pregame show, Sia Najad gave out first touchdown of the game. Was He said it was going to be a Mr. TJ Hawkinson of the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, was correct. We got this bet at plus 1,600 odds, 16 to 1, which means wow. Troy turned $10 into 170 right off the bat. Oh, God damn, that is a quick turnaround. I got to tell you, that's that's very fun. When you can be up $160 immediately, there's almost nothing better, honestly. It's like basically smooth sailing from there. Yeah, he could cover the rest of his week's bets if he squirrels it out, right? Well, Ron, don't get ahead of it here, but yes, all right. Oh, Uh, all right. So we cruise along to the next day. We had the Texas Rangers first five innings. See, you like that. And he also liked the Tampa Bay Rays first five innings. Now, I don't have who they played exactly. I will tell you, though, that one won and one loss. So, well, we uh, had 20 bucks on the line. We walked away with 1769, a very minor loss there. Uh, In the industry, we call that losing some juice and uh, no big deal. Breaking even almost. Yeah. $2 and change. We'll, we'll, We'll absorb that. Exactly. Especially when we're up 160. Right. So, on to Sunday. Sunday football, as you guys know, is religion in this country. Indeed. Sia had three picks for the Sunday slate. Oh, shit. He had the Indianapolis Colts money line. He had the Atlanta Falcons money line against the Green Bay Packers. And he had the Kansas City Chiefs minus three against the Jacksonville Jaguars. For those of you with a good memory, you will say that is a Clean sweep for Mr. C and the job. Indianapolis, big winners over Houston. Atlanta took out the Green Bay Packers, who we all hate. And Kansas City got on the board, upended the Jacksonville Jaguars, 17-9, thus covering the minus three. What a win. His $30 that he had invested cashed out at $55.11. More money in the black. Nice. Uh, Sia pressed his luck in the Sunday night game. Sunday night game, of course, was the New England Patriots hosting the Miami Dolphins. 
Sia liked Ezekiel Elliott to have over 33 and a half rushing and receiving yards. He also liked Ezekiel Elliott to have the first touchdown of the game at plus 1,400 odds. Now, those two didn't get there, so that's two L's. Uh, but again, you know, we're, we're already well into the black here. So uh, Sia, if anything, is transparent. So he would admit to having those as losses uh, on his record. Now, he did have a Monday night play as well. And interesting story with this. Sia chose the Pittsburgh Steelers plus two and a half, posting the Cleveland Browns. I, I sent that pick to Troy, letting him know what the pick was. Troy oh did not understand. He did not understand that plus two and a half uh, meant that the Steelers could lose by one or two and he would still win the bet. He thought it meant the Steelers had to win by two and a half. Uh, it didn't end up mattering because the Steelers did win and cover and would have covered that amount. But it was interesting yeah. that this man sent me $100 and was betting on things that he did not understand. I always get that one backwards, too. I, more, I That one, I can't get it down. More of that to come uh, momentarily. So that was a win. $10 got us $19.09. Damn. Uh, next, he also did give two first touchdown bets because there were two games on Monday night. He gave, Ra, I think it's Rashid Shahid of New Orleans, first touchdown. Okay. That one didn't get there. And Pat Fryermuth, first touchdown as well, did not get there. But remember, those are supposed to be fun bets. Right. Normally... Normally, you don't put $10 on those, but Troy said bet $10 on every CF bet, oh. and so that's what he did. Playing so overall, money, yeah. overall, on the first touchdown bets, Sia went 1-3. and three. doesn't sound very good, right? But he right. put in 40, and he got out 170, so that sounds really good. Oh, fucking that's a win, man. Shit. Exactly. To round out the week, Sia made a bet on the Houston Astros team total over four and a half. That was on Tuesday, just a couple days ago. Uh, that won. And Troy said, I don't know what that means. Does that mean first five? And I said, nope. That just means that Houston has to score five or more runs. And he said, wow, didn't know you can bet on this type of stuff. <laughs> same, same, Same with me. Hey, but it's still a winner no matter what. And the final bet of the week, which I received from Sia personally over DM, oh. was yesterday, the New York Mets and Miami Marlins, first five innings under four runs, and guess how it ended? Three to one. That's a push. So we oh. got our money back. So $10 in, $10 out, nothing right. lost there. I don't have a push sounder. Let's uh, let's use this. <laughs> I love this. That's all I got. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. All right, so for those of you math majors at home, $140 in bets put in, and as Ron spoiled, covered by one winning bet through the week. However, cashing out at $290.22 for the week. Wow. That is a $150 profit by Troy. Who knows nothing about betting and um, blindly followed an expert to $150. Now, Troy, we could wait for our special guest to appear later for me to send you the Venmo at that moment. Or we could, of course, let it ride. And, uh, oh, continue. my God, buddy. You got to let that shit ride, right? We're going <laughs> to continue Always. to... 
the SIA picks. Well, I, I will let you know I'm a little bit ahead of you in that we took some SIA picks already tonight as well. So two picks from him tonight. He liked Brock Purdy under 229 and a half passing yards. Hmm. And he likes George Kittle to score the first touchdown. And since I'm not watching the game, let's do a live real-time update of the game. It is three to three. Uh, Giants kicked a field goal. And uh, Ron, get the sounder ready because uh, I just hit my second bet of the night. Oh, sure. Will the game be tied after 0-0? I bet yes. Well, and here we are. Zero and zero. Yes, it's tied. Nice job. Uh, after zero to zero, though. So let me open it up to you, Troy. How are you feeling after such a profitable and enjoyable betting week? I love giving strangers money and also making <laughs> money with strangers' expertise. So I love that. I can't wait to lean in and few more see a job uh, wins and or also not losing, which is what I do regularly because I'm a loser. Now, Ron, you know you know about our Sia Najad fandom. We go way yes. back with the guy. Yes. Uh, I've spoken to him before. He is obviously a part of several different betting uh lands betting, you know, media landscapes. However, we know him best from Early Edge, presented by CBS Sportsline. And I wanted to get in here and say, um, give, a, give it a little bon- a few bona fides on my part and make a bold prediction. So in 2014, I started working in the sports betting industry. I had, I believe, five or six different jobs in the industry. I started as a hmm. ticket writer, the guy you walk up to and make a bet with. I went from there to being in customer support on the phones, helping people who call in, helping either ticket writers or some big-time bettors would call in on occasion Hmm. and questions answered. I also have done two different audit jobs, revenue audit, auditing the ticket writers, and compliance, auditing the big bettors, right? So where and I've also done some in-play trading with a different company. Where am I going with this other than to sound like I'm bragging? Where I'm going with this is that in 2020, when sports betting podcasts started coming out, right, to the world, I had been waiting for this type of content for multiple years, three, four, five years. They weren't teaching me anything new, although I do enjoy what they have to say. So as someone who I consider myself to be somewhat of an expert in the industry, not an expert better, but an expert in the industry. I firmly believe that Sian Najad, within the next five years, is going to be regarded as one of the best, one of the most mainstream professional sports bettors that you can see on TV or find available on podcasts. I firmly believe this. He's intelligent. He's well-spoken, charismatic, has all of the tools. And as sports become more popular and sports betting becomes more popular, I think he's going to be the guy you see on NBC or on ESPN giving us these picks. Troy, go ahead. Well, I think he's handsome and <laughs> well-spoken and tall and gorgeous. So, yes. Well, we're not sure about the tall part. We're gonna we're gonna hopefully get to that. Uh, but yes, all of the all of the looks he has, he has the education. He's a lawyer, which uh, he'll bring up in case you did, in case you forgot. He likes to tell you he's a lawyer. <laughs> 
um, retired lawyer. But I mean, imagine being so smart that you're a lawyer that you don't want to do it anymore because you make so much money sports betting, you know, and being a content creator. We should all be so lucky, right? So that's my prediction. That's my bold prediction about seeing Najad for the future. I think that he is going to be a guy who is much too big to acknowledge us one uh, one day. <laughs> and we will be happy that we had him on here speaking to us at, uh, at any point. That's fair. Troy? Hey, with with that, I'm, I'm cashing the over. Attaboy. I have a prediction about Troy. By the time we're done recording, he'll be sobering up. <laughs> oh, I'll be sober by then? Yes, it'll be fantastic. Getting back at it. So right now, there's, there's 45 seconds left in the first quarter, and the Giants are in this game. Boo. Boo. I did not see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's the whole beginning of the season is always super unpredictable. Right. So, Ron, I think we covered pretty much what we needed to before our guest arrives. Right. So we can do a pee break. We can, you know, just chat a little bit. Yeah, you'll already be up um, Although, to Troy, if there is anything you want to – you know, talk about that you learned about betting or that you were curious about uh, betting-wise, what can you bet on? For example, today you sent me a message that said, oh, because Sia made an early pick for this Sunday on the Green Bay Packers on the money line. And Troy asked, does that mean Green Bay to win the first nine seconds of the game? Or because, you know, he's learning. Uh, as far as I know, Troy, there is not that bet available. Equals. To win the first nine seconds of a game is not an available bet at this time. Uh, well, yeah, well, n- yet. We'll bet on it for sure. If Sia yeah. says it, I will do it. I like it. I mean, Sia is on that thing, right? I mean, he he hasn't led you astray so far. That's true. So is he a, is he a, a uh, does he do some internet reading or has some insider information or what's the deal for him? Because, man. I will follow his leads every single day. Every day. Listen, I think it's a wonderful question to ask him uh, because I, you know, I badly want to know how these these people who win at this do it because it's really also, hard to win. It's not because you know Dan Lampard said his wife was hot and he'd go out at her. So there's that. It's true. We should bring that up. Yeah. Right. Callback. I'm always for a good callback. <laughs> Ronaldo, you seem like you're all fucked up there. How can I be sober compared to you guys? Uh, I had a triple shot espresso and then followed it up with a 25 milligram gummy. So I'm just going to let them fight it out and see what wins. How about um, 19 Maker's Marks and some Bud Lights? No, they'd be pumping my stomach right now. Jesus Christ. I'd be doing it on my own, probably. What's a Maker's Mark? You'd be sharfing? Perfect. Yeah, I would, I would not sharp ever. No, ever. I wouldn't do that ever. I might take my shirt off and throw. I was up. going to actually, depending on how this went, I was going to break my three week dry spell and toast with you guys afterwards. Well, we'll see no. how it goes. You know, 
Let's well, if we ever need to place any other bets, if we, if we can't get Joe Vegas uh, isn't available to do it, we can always check out alternative options. America is going through a renaissance of online sports gambling, but are you being excluded? Maybe the apps, maybe they ain't for you. Too much to process, all that blinking, bells and whistles and whatnot. Or maybe you do know how to navigate them just fine, but you ain't got the cash up front like they require. Or maybe you live in one of those states, them Frady Cat states that don't allow gambling because they're afraid of a little gambling. Whatever the reason, you don't got to worry about that. Because you can circumnavigate this whole fiasco with my clandestine wagering service, Guy in the Alley. Here at Guy in the Alley, we offer the most secure analog wagering experience. No fancy phone application, and it don't matter what state you're in, there's always a guy in the alley nearby. And we don't require cash up front like these phone guys. Of course, you know, failure to pay will result in some broken bones. That's right, we're old school. We will send a real, authentic, Italian-American stereotype right to your home like the old days. So if apps ain't for you, or your state's a big baby, trust the original guy in the alley. I can't recommend them, but I will uh, play anything that someone gives me money to play. So, you know, be a sponsor. So guy in the alley gave you money. Well, I mean... I don't want to say anything that might uh, incriminate me, but uh, yeah, I'd played. So, you know, you do the math. I actually have a uh, website that I use when I'm out of the state in which you can legally bet. Oh. The bookie uh, website. The offshore. <laughs> Fortunately, I've never had to uh, meet the bookie or, you know, be warned about anything. You know. That's good. But... Uh, a guy like me betting on credit, okay. A guy like Care Bear betting on credit, bad, <laughs> bad, bad, bad. There you go. There we go. Yeah. Thought let's make this battle interesting. Dump some beer on top of those gummies and uh, hit a few bongs and... <clears throat> produce a podcast. Hell yeah. As one does. I predict, I I see Troy like slumped over a chair right now, maybe like half of his body on one side and the other, you know what I mean? Like one leg up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, to, no. stop the, to stop the room from spinning, right? Oof. Tell you what, <laughs> we've all been there. That oh, was yeah. yesterday. Right now I'm good. I'm rallying. Nice. But I can't get my figure I can't figure out how to do my uh my camera nor my uh microphone nor my uh other USB connections. So not important. Not important. Yeah. I mean yeah, no. As long as you're in here, the audio quaff we know it's you're up problem. you're up hundred and fifty dollars and you're partying in a week, you're partying like it. I I mean, <laughs> I, I approve. Rockstar. The the man is here. Oh, I can't see him. Oh, he's so handsome. (laughs) What's up, everybody? Troy's on fire right away. How we doing? Mr. C. Najad, welcome. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you greatly. No Uh, problem. What a a fun idea. Like, that's hilarious. All the fun is on this end. I tell you, I tell you what. How did I do? 
Oh, oh, you don't know. I thought for sure you would come in with receipts and everything. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I don't necessarily like, I mean, especially long term, I'm not necessarily tracking like my numbers, but I don't even know what sample size like you were working with. Well, so if you, if you have the time, I'll go over the bets real quick. Yeah, sure. It ended up being 14 bets. And this, of course, was all Troy's idea, who knows nothing about betting. He knows nothing about sports. He just said, hey, I want to bet, and uh, I'm going to send you money. So I started with uh, A.J. Brown, over 73 and a half yards, uh, receiving yards last week. So we went with we went from Thursday to Wednesday for, for all your picks. Uh, and we put 10 bucks on every single pick. So then, of course, your second pick, which, by the way, A.J. Brown should have got there. There were so many chances. There were some yeah. penalties. There was yeah, you know, guy. But your, uh, <laughs> your second pick was T.J. Hawkinson, first touchdown. Oh, so, wow. Of course, that ends up – I got it at 16 to 1. Okay. And so um, we went we, – you only had 14 bets, so we were in the black starting night one for the rest for the rest of the week. Uh, since we cashed out 170 there. Uh, the next day you had Texas and Tampa Bay, both first five bets. Those went one and one. Yeah. I believe that was a Friday, Friday bets. Then we took your three uh, NFL bet, uh, bets, Indy Moneyline, Atlanta Moneyline, KC minus three, all three winners. Nice. Uh, we took the Ezekiel Elliott over rushing and receiving. Yuck. And the Elliott first touchdown. Um, which which loss? Yeah, I mean, I, they probably should have given them the ball more. Honestly, uh, next one was Pittsburgh <laughs> plus two and a half. And Love it. Funny story about that, Troy. Scared man. <laughs> Troy didn't. Troy didn't know what plus two and a half meant. So he. Oh, thought, that's funny. He thought it meant <laughs> Pittsburgh had to win by that. But uh, which that always confuses me too, man. I, I'll own up to it. Well, yeah. the plus just means add it to the final score. That's the easiest way. And if it's a minus, oh. subtract it from the final score. Oh. I think you just confused them more, honestly. But... <laughs> no, that's the oh, simplest no. I've ever heard it put. Uh, so also we had the Shahid first TD and Friermuth first TD. And obviously yeah. those were weird games. Losses, yeah. Um, I mean, pretty tough to hit a first touchdown, which I do want to ask you about in a second. Mm-hmm. And then Houston team total over four and a half. Which I told Troy it hit, and then later he came back and said, "Does that mean first five? And I said, "Nope, it means they just had to score five runs, which <laughs> they did." And he's like, "Wow, all the things you can bet on! How amazing!" <laughs> and then uh, I went with, with your you. I went with your Mets Miami first five under uh, yesterday, which gave us our only push under yeah. four, oh. gave us our only push of the week. So, hundred and forty dollars invested, two hundred and ninety dollars and twenty two cents. Uh, out. So that is a $150 profit. Thank you, Mr. Sienajad, for one wow. week. Worth of That's great. I'll take oh, that. I would take that every week for the rest of my life. That yeah. would be a win. So uh, I did want to ask you um, those first TD bets that you hit so often, what, what do you? I don't want to give you to give away too much, but do you have an algorithm? Do you have a like- Oh no. No, it's not like anything like super complex. I mean, I mean, first of all, I'm looking at which team I actually think is better and is is likely to score first. Although you can get some better odds with the teams that are not favored because obviously the, the the market doesn't expect them to score first. So I'm I'm obviously going to look at that too. But I'll give you an example, like this Giants Niners game that's going on right now. There was only to me with Brandon Ayuk out. There was only, to me, a few guys that were even in play. Like, Brock Purdy is not one of them. It's George Kittle. (laughs) It's Debo Samuel. 
it's Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. And yeah, of yeah. course, like Bell ended up catching the touchdown, but those are outliers, which like, I, I think it's fun to like, take those outliers sometimes like it could have been Juwan Jennings it could have been Bell they, they were probably in the 20 to 30 to 1 range but realistically it's probably going to be the one I hit TJ Hawkinson yeah of course Justin Jefferson's there like I'm not going to take him at whatever it was plus 600 or whatever it was TJ Hawkinson is a target monster so I I don't really need to go like the the model route there I look at okay who who do I actually think is going to score first and what do the odds look like if the odds are garbage then I'm not going to take it but a guy like Hawkinson, to me, is the second best option to take in that Minnesota Vikings game because I don't think in that game, I didn't think Madison was going to get going against the Philadelphia Eagles, so he was out. Um, I, I don't know who to select between Jordan Addison and K.J. Osborne. I do. I will say Jordan Addison was a guy I was looking at for the first touchdown, but because I was getting such good odds on T.J. Hawkinson, it was like, he is the number two target in this offense, period. So Agreed. I'm getting him at 17-1, to 15-1 to 1 in some places. It's just one of those things where you start to like think out loud and it's like, oh, okay, like this is the one that actually makes sense. There's no like true science behind those. So do you ever go into like <clears throat> the Eagles the week before allowed X number of targets to the tight end or anything like that? You know, yeah, maybe sometimes. Okay. Yeah, but but I don't need to like yeah, it's it's one of those where I might look at are they are they just generally bad covering the tight end? I will I will look at that, but but I'll more look at that on props than I will like a first touchdown score, which I understand a first touchdown score is technically a prop, but it's a little bit more gimmicky than like a true prop, which is why, like, for example, the Giants are playing San Francisco right now. They're not great covering the tight end. So it was a really good time to, I'm not saying it's going to hit or it's not going to hit, but taking Kittle prop, taking Kittle overs, whether it's receptions or receiving yards just made sense this week, especially with Brandon Ayuk out. The problem with that, what if they build a big lead and Kittle isn't a part of it for some reason is he right. getting looks in the yeah. second half when they're protecting a big lead? Presumably, probably not. But um, that th- those are the kinds of like mental impressions. To be honest with you, I'm not like a model guy. Like I'm not like doing the algorithm thing. I'm just chasing the stats that I think matter. And some of that is what you said, Joe. It's like uh, you know, is this does this team cover the tight end well? Do they cover outside receivers well? And there's places where you can find that information, and then you just kind of figure out, all right, what what prop do I want to do I want to take from there? I was so hoping one, you were going to say you had some kind of oracle that lived in a cave <laughs> and like red chicken entrails, but no, just just looking at it. And, well, okay, what I just too. said is my cover for that. <laughs> uh, you didn't deny it, so that's one, one thing I like that the early edge does is they make you do ten to one or better because I I think other than it being fun, I really don't think there is good value in there's not you know like it's not worth it, it for, right. especially for first touchdown. You might as well do any time touchdown. If you you know like it that much, a certain player, um, right? And so that's I, I that's like why that. we paint it as a fun bet, by the way, right? right? And yeah. but to, but to your point, yeah, ten to one or greater. So you're not like it, like if people were taking that every time, and you're taking like the plus four fifty guy and the put like you are definitely losing money on that. For like sure. that just doesn't make sense. For sure, yeah, no. And so then another thing, Kittle was like a lot of the pods I listen to, a lot of experts, you know, betting experts. We're high on Kittle today, which brings me to the last two weeks. You had, um, you had San Francisco week one against uh, Pittsburgh, and yeah. Pittsburgh was a, a you know favored by a lot of pros. A lot of pros loved Pittsburgh in that spot, mm-hmm. and also last year I think Indy might have been a sort of a, a 
favorite that wasn't a lot of pros weren't on. And already you have Green Bay this week, and I've listened yeah. to some that really like the Saints. Is there anything special that goes into that other than your gut feel? Yeah. So first of all, I've watched both of their games, the 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 two Saints games and the two Green Bay Packer games. At least in in large part, I've watched both of them. And so I think this, like, first of all, going into the season, I think the NFC South was going to be Atlanta's division. I initially thought it was going to be the Saints, but when I looked a little deeper to like Arthur Smith, I do respect him as a coach. I know he has limitations with Desmond Ritter, but I do respect him as a coach. And I love their running game. And I love that they had a bunch of dead cat money last season that they weren't able to spend, that they were able to spend this season getting Bates, getting some guys on the defensive end. So I think this is a team that actually is like, pretty good in the nfc i don't think they're great by any means they're not like eagles niners dallas caliber but they're pretty good so like a i liked them to win the nfc south which is kind of an indictment on every other team in the nfc south right because like listen i think atlanta's good but they're they're not division winners in the nfc east or in some of the other like nfc divisions so with all of that said you know the, the saints have lost some guys on defense they tried to restock in the draft they tried to restock in free agency i think that's where a lot of people miss especially early in the season, they go back and they look at last season and they're like, whether it's the Saints or any other team, they're like, well, this is what they did. This is what they're going to do in week one. Well, okay, who did they lose in free agency? Who did they draft that's going to have an impact right away or not have an impact right away? Like there's there's a lot of things that factor into those first few weeks. And in, in, as far as the Saints are concerned, they played Carolina. Carolina's terrible. Um, that, that was at Carolina. So I guess it's somewhat of a redeemable win, but I, I like, I don't really, no points for that. Their week one win, they squeaked one out against the Tennessee Titans, who I believe turned the ball over maybe three or four times. And yeah. in the red zone, they were terrible. Like the Titans should have won that game. They covered, but they should have won the game. So long story short, I don't really give them too much credit for their wins. And Green Bay, you're playing at Green Bay if you're the New Orleans Saints. You're 2-0, so the perception is you're really good. The, the Packers just lost to the Falcons, so the perception is uh, you're a middling team at best. But the reality is their defense is still pretty good. You can run the ball on the Packers, but the Saints shouldn't be able to run the ball without Jamal Williams and without Alvin Kamara. So you, like, you take all of those factors and, and you start to see, like, all right, maybe the Packers, A, are a better team, but also maybe they're just in the better situation, too, being at home. And then, oh, by the way, you got a short week for the the New Orleans Saints coming from Monday to go to Lambeau. Like, there's just so many things to me that tell me, like, I already think the Packers are the better team. Jordan Love, whether you like Jordan Love or not, like, I don't even like Jordan Love that much. I'm not, this bet, it has nothing to do with Jordan Love. Aaron Jones is likely back. I I believe in the Green Bay defense. I I just think all around, they're probably a better coach team. So that's why it was the first play I put on the sports line, because it's likely going to end up being my favorite play. And once I saw that Aaron Jones was, was like, practicing hopefully there's not a setback that's when i was like all right this line's probably going to shift over the next couple of days i'm just going to go ahead and take it now well i definitely wanted to commend you on week one san francisco just because i think that was a good example of we all put too much stock in what we had just seen in the preseason yes we saw the steelers dominate we saw the 49ers with prop they you know they didn't sign both so they got crushed by the raiders and then regular season starts and it was like oh because i was on the steelers and within what one minute I was like, oh, I'm on the way wrong side of this. Like this mm-hmm. is this is not the case. And honestly, I think you were maybe the only pro I saw that had the 49ers. Like there were very few. It was that was that was a very popular home dog, the Steelers in Week One. So anytime anybody's like, listen, if you if you thought Pittsburgh was good because of what they did in the offseason, which I can't imagine why you would think that because their offseason wasn't much, right? Um, like. I don't know what the reasons were that that so many pros liked, you know, maybe Brock the Brock Purdy situation 
I don't know why people don't believe in Brock Purdy. It's not about Brock Purdy. It's about Kyle maybe, Shanahan. Maybe like, that's the injury what people a little bit. Possibly what? the injury a little bit. You know, he was coming off that major injury, but. So it doesn't really matter because Kyle Shanahan gets his quarter, whether it's RG3 or Matt Ryan or whatever backup he's had for the San Francisco 49ers. He creates a situation where he gets his receivers in space and they don't have to be like, listen, Brock Purdy's not a good down the field throw. We saw that last week when he missed Debo a couple times. I think he missed Ayuk for some touchdowns. The long and short of it is, he is a really good processor of information pre-snap and post-snap. I know that because his S2 cognition score, which is what um, basically replaced the Wonderlick, was really good. He got really high marks. It's part of the reason that Trey Lance was never really in the conversation in the first place. If you can process stuff really quickly pre- and post-snap, Kyle Shanahan is going to love you. You don't have to have arm talent. It's just one of those situations where you like process get your guy in space, which Kyle Shanahan is going to do for you, and just connect. So that's why... So frankly, that's enough about oh, football. Oh no, you didn't just do it. Oh no. Well that one. Ron didn't have the sounder. I didn't, I didn't have oh, it on the board. See, so, yeah, I apologize. Troy has oh. this thing where he mutes people and we have a sounder that says right. been muted. And hang uh, on, wait for it. We just You've been muted. Totally ruined the yeah. joke. I didn't have it on the board. I dropped the ball. Oh now you do have to unmute yourself. We apologize. Sorry, Sia. You're so fancy. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Troy, don't do that again. <laughs> okay, it's fair. I won't. You get one per guest episode. Oh, You've used goodness. it. No. Sorry, sorry, Sia. Troy's been drinking all day to celebrate his $150 profitable week. And I oh, that was your fair. money. I can't blame him for that. Yeah. That was oh, him. Yeah. Yes. Attaboy. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to lie, Sia. I took the bets, too. So I've, I'm also doing, doing well. So <laughs> Let's go. Double, doubled up on it. We did have a off-the-board question for you, though. Yeah. It uh, it has to do with your your photo yesterday, which uh, congratulations on the move to Washington, D.C. Yes, oh, thank you. hopefully. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you were with your betting partner, I believe, or you were doing a show with someone. Uh, you look a lot taller than her, right? <laughs> A lot. Like Troy came in saying, I think C is like six six, six seven, six eight. Wait, but we're like, sitting down. How can you tell? Like you uh, you look so much there's a photo of you two like back to back. Oh, you know, like, that's right. Way, I forgot about the photo. Yeah. Way taller than her. And I was like, I think Sia said once that he was like six foot. Yeah, so that's right. Six foot. So how tall is she? Like five foot? No, she's like five two. She was actually a gymnast. Uh, this is Meg McDonald. Oh. You guys should follow. She's great. Um, the show is great. I don't know that. Unfortunately, you can only stream within a seventy five mile radius of the. Yeah, DC I tried. Oh, I tried wow. to get into it. Yeah, so oh. sorry about that. But um, yeah, obviously it's, it's on right TV here. But that? like from a streaming standpoint, there's some limitations. But um, she was a gymnast at uh, Iowa State, I think, or Oklahoma. Hmm. I think Iowa State. So you know, she's got that like, sort of gymnast that build. Clone? But uh, she's um, she's great. And yeah, five two. So she's not super short, but on the shorter side. Uh, yeah, you were making quite. You were causing quite the stir with your your photos beforehand. I, I don't think people realize your level of fitness also is pretty pretty strong. You know, so uh, you were. I mean, maybe not compared to your wife, who you said is a bodybuilder, right? She is. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, Troy, do you want to get into the time that Dan Levitard uh, was, you know, looking too longly at Sia's wife? <laughs> I was going to say I that went, makes yeah. When Sia and his wife were walking onto a boat, and Dan Levitard 
check out Steve's wife in a weird, creepy way. And see it almost punched him, but didn't. So. No, I wasn't mad at all. To the extent it even happened, I take it as a compliment. The the the, the tragedy of the whole situation is that Greg Cody called him out. Yes. Like immediately and made Dan who's like socially can be kind of like limited or awkward around people he doesn't know which which would include me and my wife so it made the situation like super awkward and I hadn't even met him yet I was like literally about to meet him and then Greg Cody comes in with that comment and I'm like Uh, and you know it that's one of our favorite stories and the fact that the Cody's do doing Cody things making it awkward makes it uh, that much better. They are they are incredible, and I love the fact that you know I got to meet Greg twice at both Moss Miamis. There, none of that is fake. They all no. are like that towards each other, you know, and it's it's hilarious. Seriously, yeah. So um, the Greg Cody sticker on the tapper back here is where? Oh, oh I right see here. it. I see it. Yeah. Of course, of course, of course. Right. Yeah. 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 So. I hope this move to DC doesn't mean that you're uh, you're leaving us at the early edge or anything. No, not at all. No, not at all. Um, I'm doing pretty much all the same content. There's a couple shows I can't do just because from a scheduling standpoint, but still doing the early edge. uh, A couple of the morning shows per week, maybe even more once football season ends. Still doing each and every primetime show: Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night football. Um, Still putting picks out on Sportsline, all of that stuff, and. The first cut, the DFS episode, you guys probably don't even track golf, but I may not be able to do that one uh, just from a scheduling standpoint. But other than that, I, I have to get in here. My favorite SIA picks to follow are golf picks. Like I miss golf season. Like yeah. I, I love the golf season, what you guys do there. And I know that you guys use them for matchups. You use mostly DraftKings and FanDuel. I know it because I have all the books in Vegas, you know, all the apps and none of them have those good matchups. So I actually started. DeChambeau's an asshole. How dare you, Troy? I started driving <laughs> to Arizona. It's, o- it's only like it's only like an hour twenty minutes to Arizona just to make those matchup bets. No. You, you find really good like mismatches in those matchups. I so, tend to. I flattened out a little bit at the end of the season where like it wasn't as profitable. Like front, but there was a there was like a two to three month stretch where like things were like really humming. Cause like I will say the Nevada matchups are they're pretty sharp. Like they're they're not nearly what you guys find. And so I, I was like, I gotta I gotta get these matchups in. These are these are too good. So I, I enjoy golf season. When is it back? Is it back soon? What's interesting, we might actually do a Ryder Cup episode next week. So look out for that. We're kind of trying to figure awesome. out the time, but unfortunately it's probably not gonna come back until the Century Tournament of Champions, which is like probably early January-ish, January tenth range. Not bad. Um, the problem for me is from a scheduling standpoint, it could be an issue. So we'll, we'll, we're all, we're all going to chat and see if we can maybe do that at a different time. That's, that's the hope at least. Excellent. Yeah. The golf ones, love the golf ones. That's, that's a lot of fun. So definitely hoping you have some, I, you don't do baseball much, a little bit. Oh yeah. First fives. Hopefully. Yeah. I'll have a first five tomorrow, probably on the early edge there. There was, I was looking at the Orioles game. Um, I need to look at it a, a little bit. Guardians. Yes. I'm going to be at the game tomorrow night. Oh, Troy at the game. You could have oh, money. The Orioles game? Yeah. I'm in the land right now. Oh, cool. You could All have right. money on the game at a game that you're at. That'd yeah. be awesome. Wait, where, yeah. where, where are you getting hammered? <laughs> Cleveland. Where in the world is Troy getting hammered? <laughs> I get, too much mileage out of the Troy getting hammered somewhere sounder. That's great. 
We'll see you. Listen, I'm gl- thanks for stopping in. Seriously, uh, we had this idea. We I wanted to tell you about it. I didn't want to just record the episode and then have you be like, whoa, you didn't even give me a chance to, you know, come in and say hello. So, no, that's great. Appreciate I- you jumping in. Uh, we're obviously big fans from uh, for, from forever ago. So um, from jumping in with us and being in Fantasy League with us last year and stuff. Uh, I I will tell you I went two and three in uh, the first week and then I had a five and zero last week for circa so that's what that's seven or yeah seven and three so not not too shabby uh, I'll take it and so if you ever have any advice on some of those picks let me know because uh, when do those picks do for circa like Saturday one o'clock oh that's not too bad yeah and their lines are actually not too bad they don't change either. I should have joined it with you this year, man. I like the only reason I did like I've got like because of the move and so many things like I'm I'm in like way too many fantasy leagues and like there's so much stacked up. I just figured I wasn't going to be able to give it enough attention. It wasn't about like the time to like help like sure. all of us submit the picks. It was like how much attention am I going to give to like five? Because I don't know how many picks I have on sports line per week. Sometimes it might be three. Sometimes it might be two. Sometimes it might be five. I just wanted like something like that. I wanted to make sure I, it had my undivided attention. That's the only reason I didn't join with you guys. So w- one last thing I want to ask you, you're in DC now. So you have a bunch of betting options, especially yes. compared to Florida. Are you taking advantage of that? So I haven't yet. I mean, obviously in Florida, it's a little different of a ball game. I'm actually, so, I mean, I have a DraftKings account because of DFS with a decent amount of money in it, thanks to some golf DFS, namely, uh, but some football <laughs> DFS as well. Um, I, I'll probably just, I'll probably just use DraftKings as my guess, but I'm going to, I'll probably look around because, you know, FanDuel, I, I think is a good book that MGM, like they're all, they're all good books. I, I, I think in Virginia, you can use all of them, but I'm not even sure about that. Virginia, hmm. I think so. I back in the day actually was a big part of. I had to audit the brand new writers at Capital One Arena. Where I was working for William Hill at the time, and they opened right when COVID hit, and it was a bunch of people who had never written a ticket because it was brand new to the <laughs> wow. area, screwing up all their paperwork. And so I had to. I actually had to audit it so that we didn't get shut down by the lottery, because uh, the lottery was part of our competition, and they they didn't allow the app right away, so they only allowed over the counter. And so they needed people to audit it and, you know, correct them. Otherwise we were going to, you know, get shut down because they were just all brand new. Everyone was wearing masks. There was a bunch of kiosks. It was, it was a mess, but <laughs> my, uh, my new show by the book um, is actually at the Caesar sports book, by the way, it, at Capital cool. One arena. Awesome. I heard it's cool. I heard it's a nice place. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, See, man. Well, on, on doing a, a whole thing, like, you know, chase your passion, do the thing you, you can do and be good at it because man, it's so sweet to watch someone do something that's uh different than their their training or their ideas and just chase it. Congratulations. That's such a great thing to do and I can't wait to watch how you go. I, I actually really appreciate that because I, I feel like it's it doesn't always work out for everybody. I mean just circumstances can can kind of take over, but um, that doesn't mean you shouldn't chase it. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, even if the outcome it, it does isn't exactly what you wanted, I think just chasing it, that that's the name of the game. Yeah, I chase, love, chase, 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 man. That's so amazing. Congratulations. I love those Thank C you. and Najad sports too. I uh keep those coming. Those are I, I try to get in the chat and uh when they're when I can get in there live and uh and, and chat with you guys, but those are awesome. Those are very uplifting. You know, everyone's story is crazy. Like it's yeah, it's crazy how everyone starts somewhere small you know, mm-hmm. and, and ends up getting there. So that's, uh, that's very cool. Definitely. Hey, see, awesome. can you, can you, uh, get a, a, uh, fitness app 
up and running for a, fit, you know, a fitness app. Less fat. Yes. Great. <laughs> Uh, I've been telling my wife to do that. She's so good on the, the the fitness and the nutrition side because most of this stuff is like nutrition and just like some cardio stuff. Like that's really what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's really good about that. Like, I, yeah, that's yeah. I see your I see your shots at the gym when you're there. Your your three quarter court shots. But <laughs> what what is your go to workout at the gym? I'm curious. It's to yeah. warm up. So it's weird because I'm in DC, so I don't have all the LA fitnesses around with the basketball court. So it's, it's wow. tough right now, but, um, it's to warm up on the basketball court, whether I'm playing like five on five or a game of 21 or three on three, whatever, or just playing by myself. It doesn't really matter to me. Um, for like 20 to 25 minutes. And then I'll just go work out like a, I'll lift weights for like somewhere between 30 and 40 minutes. Like not like a full body thing. Just like, I'll just like chest today and tries or back and by, you know, something like that. And you it's gotta, really, for me, it's like maintaining more than anything. I'm not like building a ton of muscle at this point. I'm just kind of like maintain, trying to maintain what I have. Although I do go for the glamour muscles a little bit. <laughs> That's kind of wrong with that. The hair muscles are fantastic. Keep them up. Appreciate Can it. Can you guys imagine a dinner at Sia's house? It's like kale and grilled chicken <laughs> and maybe some avocado on occasion. It's yeah, more, it's actually. 2004, bro. <laughs> it's more appetizing than you think, but it's, you're, you're not completely wrong <laughs> i actually eat like relatively unhealthy uh really quick story a uh, few years ago i got a lot m- more than more than a few like maybe five years ago i got my blood work done and for some reason my blood sugar was like super high uh what, whatever it's called the a1c oh. level like super high which was super strange for everybody who saw it and it was like high enough where i needed to like cut back on something where i was going to be in like that diabetic level it was super weird wow. so um a lot of that in terms of like trying to turn that it took me a while to do it a lot of that was just getting my cardio going but also eating a little bit better like i stopped drinking soda i still don't eat like super super healthy but there's certain things i've just decided to cut out just to like leave the sugar you know away for some things at least but anyway um just speaking on nutrition getting your heart rate going a few times a week and cutting out some of the like the high sugar stuff that will go that little adjustment will go a really long way in terms of fitness and nutrition and blood work oriented stuff. Fantastic. I, I definitely agree on the sugar. I there were times where I kept kept a burger but cut out like Rockstar or any of that stuff that mm-hmm. I thought was okay. You know, that's low in fat but high in sugar and it, it really did a lot of wonders. What what would be your go-to fast food meal since you said you don't eat that healthy? Oh, that's easy. <laughs> that's easy. Um for years and I don't do it I don't eat it a lot anymore cuz I've like I've started to cut out like certain like fast food. But to me, the number one, first of all, in its own territory, a lot of these stores are closing. Boston Market, I absolutely love. I think it's so underrated. It it like actually makes me angry. Uh, Like a half dark chicken (laughs) or like a quarter dark, half dark with two sides could be mashed potatoes and stuffing. It could be corn and spinach, however you want to spin it with the the muffin or whatever, or the cornbread is so delicious. But the best true fast food joint, and it's not close, is Wendy's. I love their fries better than any other fries, but it's not about the fries. It's about the sandwiches. The Chicken Asiago Ranch Chicken Club, I said chicken twice because it's that good, is so (laughs) delicious. And their burgers are good. Like, you name it. Everything is high quality there. You go to McDonald's, you get this flat thing that looks like a caricature of of like a bad hamburger that's what you get at most fast food joints wendy's is legit number one easy call they have some unique like buns too that i that i kind of like different buns for different things those are those yeah. end up being pretty good we'll we'll invite you to our next fast food eating episode yes. we all did one we all did one and i almost made myself stick with mcdonald's <laughs> so it was gross 
is in the time of the grimace shake. What a time to be alive. That's right. Someone they got the McFlurry and the apple pies. Those aren't those aren't bad. I, I, I thought you were gonna say the Frosty because of Wendy's. You know, I thought Oh, were, Frosty's legit, yeah. You know, Frosty. Yeah. Hard to hard to go wrong there. But speaking of oh. invites, uh, we'll also invite you to our upcoming parade this November in New Orleans. If you happen to be free, the Outsider Social Club is gonna have a highly intoxicated parade uh down and around Bourbon Street and uh, you join us if you can. Don't ask it how it came great. together, but it but it did. It came together, and we're going to be people in it. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. We had Zach Harper on, and he suggested the idea of a parade in New Orleans, and one of our listeners heard it, and he said, if you can come down, I'll pay for it. So we're on our Dude. way. Total that man. is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Universe a funny place, man. <laughs> yeah, and if you have any like Cien Najad sports gear you want me to wear, I'll do it. I'll wear a Cien Najad sports <laughs> shirt. If you have any yeah, merch, any merch yet, that's a great idea. A, a merch, a merch store for Cien Najad sports. Otherwise, that's easy. for free. Yeah, it's easy. Otherwise, maybe I'll get an early edge shirt. I do have one for it. But if you have any Cien Najad stuff, I'll, uh, I'll I'll gladly sport it for it. Yeah, because we will we will definitely advertise you to our listeners who are the and the of all our listeners well now see if you listen back i do want to tell you i made a bold prediction about your future before you came on um i predicted that and i i gave some bona fides before that given that i worked in sports betting for seven years that by the time early edge got there i had been waiting for such a thing for like three or four years but i predicted that as sports and sports betting continues to grow I think you're going to be one of the guys, a guy we see on NBC, ESPN, one of these guys before a primetime game that uh, they they want on there saying, what do you like? What do you think? I really think that you are one of the best there is in this industry. I think that obviously the charisma, we already know, you already know how we feel about your fitness level. And, you yeah, know, Troy's pointed and, that out. Multiple, the good multiple looks going on. I, get so I, I really think, you know, you, uh, Mike McClure, there, there's very few guys that I will just blindly go with. Uh, and obviously it worked out for us just in week one, you know, even without <laughs> that. Uh, I did the math. Even without the Hawkinson, we we're, we're still profitable. So, oh, yeah. Um, so without it, so and that's really how you, how you win at this business. So I really think if that's if that's what your goals are, I think you'll get there. Honestly, I appreciate it. I mean, that is certainly partially uh, my goal. As far as which network, you know, the, I don't really have aspirations for one or the other. You know, obviously I'm with CBS now, but like. To, I mean, honestly, you know, anybody who's doing this wants to be recognized as as one of the better guys, if they happen to be one of, or or girls, if they happen to be one of the better guys or girls. So um, I'm hoping this is a continued climb, but I'm very happy with where I'm at. So it, that's good, too. We also said, imagine being a lawyer and being so good at something else that you could just retire from <laughs> being a lawyer to do something else. Who needs that? I'm not doing that anymore. Huh? Law, to do yeah. something yeah. more fun than than that. Right. It's more fun. That's true. All right, see you. Well, you know, we'll we'll get you out of here. We appreciate it. Um, congratulations on all your success. Uh, your commanders starting two and zero. I think they might <laughs> be a live dog on Sunday. Also, they might uh, be at least to cover be. the spread. I kind of like it. So, it's um, the spread. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you're taking off on us, that means there's one more thing that we have to do here at the Outsider Social Club. Thank you. Yes. Yes. See ya. Nisha.
the greatest guest, I think. Yeah. See you, Najad. Thank you for coming on. Uh, you've that been on awesome. with us before, but this is the first time on the new Outsider Social Club brand. Come back anytime. We are big fans. You guys are awesome, honestly. <laughs> and Ron, your your voice is killer. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. That's that. so good. How did you guys get that recorded? <laughs> Who did that? Uh, that's actually Rob Snow. He goes by the name Aralis. He's a recording artist out of the Northwest. God, so good. I am going to play that back like 11 times when you guys put this podcast out. <laughs> that is so cool. You're listening to the Outsiders Social Club on the Half-Ass Podcast Network.